We are the tide from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the Big Sky Conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. Welcome back, Tribe from the North, Brave and Bold, to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and your Vandal affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Hammond, and joined with me today, I have Alex, the best of all time, Boatman. How are you doing, Alex? Great. Fantastic evening. I hope there's some whiskey in that cup. And the professor, Brian Marceau, who apparently has had too much sriracha in the last 48 hours, if you've listened to the Grizz Fan Pod this week. How are you, Brian? Dude, I'm doing great. We don't often here in University of Idaho world have people from this university. We have a guest from – they're usually not quite thick-skinned enough to spend time with vandals, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you're stealing my intro from me, but I love it. Uh, And obviously, holding it down, bringing the hammer down, producer Dallas. How are you doing, Dallas Hammer? Uh, I have recovered from the Rams playoff loss, and I am fully expecting my heart to be broken again by Idaho basketball for the next three months. So other than that, I'm doing good. I'm just glad my voodoo doll worked on your Rams after you, what you did to my Seahawks the previous week. Um, a man who we do not know his NFL affiliation, so could be in a great mood or down in the dumps like the rest of us, Tyler from the Orange and Blue podcast. Tyler, how are you? And thank you for joining us today. I'm doing really good. Actually, my NFL affiliate, and no, I wasn't I, I, I wasn't a bandwagon jumper. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, so... Uh, Got my helmet over here, and I'm on top of the world because we have two playoff wins, and that hasn't happened since 2002. So, been yeah. a long time. Hey, so that's, that's well deserved for you guys. And I'm actually uh, one of the few. I don't mind Tom Brady. I'm a big believer. It also isn't popular in FCS circles with NDSU. Sometimes you just got to sit back and appreciate what you get to watch, and that's what you're seeing with Tom Brady right now. So, I'm hey, I'm Bucks Bucks Bills. Those are that's the Super Bowl I'm pulling for right now. Um, Anyways, this ad read might be too good because I went to my local bodega where I usually pick this stuff up, and all they had was gold tops today. So please, Chad and Montucky, don't get too mad at us. This episode is still brought to you, though, by Montucky Cold Snacks. Ain't nothing like cracking a Montucky Cold Snack, an ultra-refreshing light beer born in majestic big sky country. Best part is when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Montucky Cold Snacks donates 8% of profits back to local causes, even right here in Idaho, supporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw! That's freaking awesome. Montucky Cold Snacks, the light American lager for Pow Pow Rippers, Gator Wranglers, Pony Riders, and Badass Do-Gooders. Visit MontuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get your ass some snacks. Now... As the business major that I am, I use arguably the greatest business minds of our generation today. Classic Chris Kardashian playbook. Yeah, you go in, you you drum up all this drama and hoopla, Taylor Swift this, Kanye that, whatever, and then you announce your show is returning for episode four. 
Today, we went on all vandals. We went, took over Twitter. We took over Bronco country. We got the internet is stirring. We got it, some would say, nasty and inebriated. All to talk a little Broncos vandals this evening with our guest, Tyler from the Orange and Blue podcast. So let's start it off because some of our listeners probably um, have never heard of you. Uh, obviously, I, I've stumbled across some of your guys' stuff. That's why I thought we'd have you on. But um, kind of tell us the story of, you know, you and how you came to be the Orange and Blue podcast. All right. So it started, uh, my friend and I, we started doing this like little podcast. We thought we were, you know, NFL insiders. Turns out we weren't. Uh, we reached out to a company in Denver. We came across them kind of, you know, on Twitter, Facebook kind of thing. And we messaged them and they were like, yeah, I, I want to do a University of Utah one because I'm from Utah. Uh, and they were like, well, you know, if you guys want to do a podcast, you really should check out Boise State. So having them, my best friend, actually, you know, born and raised in Boise. Uh, we met down here. We actually go to Dixie State University. So we met down here in St. George. We've been roommates for three years. We're both married now. So uh, we started it up this season. We didn't know if we were going to have a season, which was really kind of scary, like starting a podcast, uh, you know, during the middle of a pandemic with like no one knew about us. But we we're able to have a really successful first season. That's been that's kind of our story. Yeah, because we were talking before this started. And I was going to say, I don't think there are any other Bronco podcast because I've looked for a while. So that's why I was excited when I heard your guys's. And then I was like, wow, these guys actually seem sound mind. And that's why we decided to have you on. But I do think it's funny because you brought it up like you're from Utah. Um, you actually you've listened to Weaver State Weekly, a member mm-hmm. of the Big Sky Podcast Network, which is funny. I did not know you were at Dixie State. Congratulations on the whack invite. I was actually rather we replace you guys, NAU with you guys. I think Dixie State is cool. Um, I don't know how much of our shows you've listened to. But if I could, I would plug you and your co-host, our whack, Back to the Whack episode. Uh, we rated Dixie State's FBS probability, and uh, we we ended up pretty high on Dixie State, if I remember right. I got Boatman to flop uh, from no to yes. But um, so being, being a man that grew up in Utah, um, Boise State fan now, kind of tell us, you know, what's your th- knowledge on the University of Idaho – um, and kind of where you stand on, you know, the your history of the, I don't know if we're still calling it the Governor's Cup, but I, Vandals versus Broncos. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'd say this year was the first year I was like a true Boise fan. Uh, being, I mean, I love the University of Utah. I grew up in Ogden. Weaver, say, in Utah are kind of my teams. So it was kind of ironic that I was kind of pulled into this. And, you know, initially I was like, I'm going to kind of be a cynic. And my friend, because he loves Boise, but it kind of ended up turning around where I was like, no, I think, you know, Bachmeyer's the shiz, you know, and he's like, no, we need to start Sears and got into some good debates there. So uh, that's kind of where we started. And, and so I've been following them. And then, of course, growing up uh, in, you know, in Weaver State, literally in my backyard, uh, you know, they'd play Idaho. Uh, you know, I always hated Idaho State, was taught to hate Idaho State. But, you know, I followed, I followed the FBS since I was little, and I remember, you know, Idaho being in the whack, and then, uh, you know, them, I don't know, it just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, they were always, they were always just there, uh, you know, hanging around, and then uh, when the, the big was when they moved down to the FCS, and I actually told my friend, I told my family and stuff, I'm like, that was a solid move, because you know, they can play for a championship, where right now, uh, you know, our consolation prize is the Las Vegas Bowl uh, at, at Boise State. So 
uh, respected the move, but that's a little bit that I know a little bit about Idaho, uh, University of Idaho. I have a ton of family that live uh, in Rexburg, somewhere on the, the, the eastern side of Idaho, but yeah, it's been well, a lot of time there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, so I'm, I'm kind of curious and picking your brain here on, on the knowledge and then we'll bring in the rest of the crew because right now we're definitely filibustering this. So sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, uh, so I'm kind of curious, are you aware? I, I was, I can say I was born during one streak and raised during another streak. Um, trivia question for you. If you had to guess what the Boise state, Idaho all time record is, I don't know if you did any research today, but do you know what it is? I, I believe is it? I don't know. I want to sound dumb if I'm not right, but I remember looking it up like seventeen. Is it seventeen and twelve or something close to that? Close, close. Twenty-two and seventeen and twenty-two one and time. seventeen. Okay, I have the yeah. seventeen. Yeah. But that's one thing that I always think gets lost among you know newer Broncos. Uh, at one point, Idaho won twelve in a row. Boise State is currently on a twelve-game win streak. I think that is probably where it's going to end. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but I mean. You, all right, I'm filibustering. Alex, Brian, why don't you hop in? What are your kind of questions here on the rivalry before I just keep going? Because I won't stop. Boatman. Oh, um, yeah. I guess I guess to, uh, you know if we're gonna get into questions or we're gonna start talking here about it. Um, yeah, it, it, the the rivalry has never really. It's really been one sided the entire time. Yeah, uh, for most of its history, twenty out of the you know twenty. 24 last 24 games pretty much one side's one and dominate except for that period in the nineties where it kind of went back and forth. Um, I guess, I, I guess if I, I had a question for you, Tyler, be, you know, how, how are current Boise fans? Um, how do they view the university of Idaho? How is it? They're not a rival anymore. Um, they used to be, um, we still hate them. Because if you poke around Boise Twitter, and specifically Barstool Boise, where you know these are student running accounts, we seem to be living their heads rent free all year round. They can never seem to get enough of us. Them and Wazoo, they're not say Idaho's not our rivals, but they want to trash us every second of the day. So obviously, there's still some um, discontent there. I kind of want to know what your thoughts are. You know, I I don't think it's as much as a rival as what I would like it to be. I love regional rivalries. I mean, you think about the, the best rivalries are always regional. I mean, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Utah, BYU, Michigan, Ohio State. They're these close, you know, knit regions. And I'm kind of sad that you know, both universities have kind of pulled away from that rivalry because I think it would be apropos for both universities to play each other, to play for a cup, to, to have that, you know, uh, you know I, I bleed blue or I bleed what gold, you know. So I, I, I think that it needs to be like rekindled, I guess. I think it would be good for the fans and for the state of Idaho. Uh, but right now, I don't even know if I would say if Boise has a rival. And I think that's one of the big problems right now. Uh, you know, we hate BYU, but that's because BYU's beat us the last two years. If we're, you know, uh, I think we're seven and four all time against them. It's kind of a budding rivalry, but I wouldn't say that we really have a rival. We're kind of just stuck on an island in, in Boise and, I don't understand why we can't, you know, start something up again. Yeah. One point I got to push back on really quick, man, which is the both universities, both schools have pulled back from the rivalry. I, and now you're newer to the rivalry, so there yeah. might be some history you're not aware of. But you're with Vandals. We're here for the education. Idaho did not pull away from the rivalry. They did. It has been Boise State who 
back in the uh, little bit uh, around was like 2012 or 2011. Yeah. When Boise State said they're not going to come and play football in Moscow anymore. Uh, we were still FBS, of course, at that mm-hmm. time. And there's been a secondary shift. Now, it's a separate discussion when Idaho's FCS and Boise State's FBS, which we'll talk right. about, of course, later. That's a separate discussion. But we're talking about when did the rivalry stop? It stopped when Idaho was still FBS. And it absolutely wasn't University of Idaho. But there's also the Olympic sports, which, again, that is not University of Idaho saying we don't want to play Boise State. It's Boise State. Now, for a little bit, they were willing to play a quote-unquote neutral site game in their hometown of Boise. But there were more Vandal fans, though, Brian. If you remember those games, it was fun. Okay, let me let me say it differently. (laughs) It is a different environment to be in Moscow, where the number of ESU fans is zero, versus Boise, the town. Like, there's a different fan base. Now, we still play basketball a little bit, but Boise State stopped coming to Moscow for basketball and rap right after they left the WAC when they, it wasn't a requirement for the conference. So I guess my long question to you, man, is knowing that it certainly wasn't Idaho who backed out of this rivalry. Does that, I guess, does that change your take on BSU Idaho rivalry? Does that change any of your understanding about like, I don't know if we're going to talk about fault or something like that, where that lies, or does that at all impact any of your approach to, Idaho BSU's a rivalry. No, I mean, I, I read through the articles and when I was preparing for this podcast and kind of studying, you know, the last year or so to prepare for this podcast, you know, I would say, I would say it makes sense. I mean, you think about when the rivalry was kind of breaking off. I mean, 2009, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I mean, the Boise was like, you know, our poop didn't stink for a while, or at least that's what pe- Boise State fans think, right? They were still saying. Yeah, okay, still think there you go. Yeah. But, but they yeah. were undefeated. Why why would you go and play that? Especially with the BCS and the, and the college football playoff, as stringent as it is, if you want to get in, you gotta play the best. You know, last year, uh well not this past season, the season before playing Florida State, I think it would be better for Boise to make a name for themselves playing Florida State. Now, however, I still think you gotta have that rivalry. And I don't understand why we're gonna go play Panera Bread University when we can play somebody that's just up the road. So yeah. I guess I mean I kind of have uh, a foot in both camps, right? I understand why they did it, but I don't think that it's the right thing because we always have one kind of gimme game every year. I mean, I would rather play uh, Idaho than play mm-hmm. Utah State. I, who cares? We beat the snot out of the Aggies. Why don't we play somebody in state? And just so we get the whole answer too, man. Like I, I completely understand when a Boise State fan references like, "Hey, we're there's a time where we definitely thought we were playoff material, strength of schedule, mm-hmm. only so many games." Okay. That doesn't answer the Olympic sports part. So I guess I'm going to throw that question right back at you. Ignore football, just Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense to me just because, I mean, uh, you know, Boise State, I, I believe they were even talking with my university, Dixie State, this more like a, a home and home series in basketball. And they're setting these up in 2024, 2026. I think you got to play them and, and, and in every sport. I mean, we're talking soccer, uh, you know, basketball. Uh, I know cross country. I believe they get a couple of, of races in and in, in track, but I, I'm all for it uh, as a Boise fan because if we really want to reign supreme, we've got to play and we've got to prove that we are number one. We can't just be walking around with a badge of honor from 2010 saying you're the best when you haven't played in a decade, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the Utah BYU rivalry as well. You know, Utah's been beaten up on on BYU 
but Utah was scared to play him this year when BYU had a legit team. So uh, I don't think you can walk around quite as all high and mighty when you're not willing to play him. Yeah, and I think just to wrap for kind of we'll put football to bed here in a second. You brought up a point that um, somebody else, you know, we were going back and forth on Twitter. Like I said, I was stirring up as much drama as possible, hopefully draw eyeballs to this. But like I said, football last time was played 2010 in the Kibbe Dome. That was after the famous words on uh, muttered by my neighbor, two houses down, Bobby Kustra. Um, <laughs> still still Flamingo his yard when they lose, by the way. Uh, 2011, you, so you're doing 2011 to 2017. These are Idaho's FBS years in football. Um, at Toledo, you're saying, you know, we don't want to play pancakes. I don't know if Toledo's considered a power. I don't think Tulsa's a power. Um, 2012, you're playing at Miami of, or Miami of Ohio, and then you're playing at Southern Miss. 2013, UT Martin, which is FCS, Southern Miss. 2014, at UConn, which is probably going to drop football altogether. Uh, UL Lafayette, which I'll admit is a pretty decent team. They finished three spots above Idaho in the Sun Belt that year. Uh, Idaho State in 2015, so, you know. Um, then 2016 at U U University of Louisiana, which actually finished behind Idaho in the Sun Belt standings, and you went to Louisiana to play them. Uh, so did Idaho that year, I believe. Boatman, did we go to Louisiana? Yep. That was my 21st yeah. birthday. We got we played in Louisiana. Um, 2017 played Troy. So I mean, in that you're talking about what four Sun Belt schools, three and the school from the state of Idaho. Yeah, Not and in Idaho State. So yeah. I agree with your point that like if we're going to schedule a cupcake like Idaho State, why not just have it be Idaho? Now, this is where I think we need to put the football question to rest, and this is why I think the streak is going to die at tied at 12. Idaho won 12, Boise State won 12. I think that's where it's going to die. Can everybody on this show agree that this game will probably and shouldn't and won't ever be played in football again? Because my It will I, be played I, again. See, but, okay, I want, I'll go last then, but I think, Tyler, maybe you start. What's your opinion? Like, yeah. Should this game continue in football? Oh, 100%. Could you imagine if Idaho, you know, you guys kind of catch fire, uh, get that 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 once-in-a-decade a team, and you are able to, to dethrone Boise State as the best team in Idaho. Why, why wouldn't it? That doesn't make any sense. I, I would totally uh, want to play. Uh, if you have a loss in the FCS, you guys are – I mean, the FCS is based on a committee. There's, what, 24, 27 teams that get in. I mean, if you, if you play Boise State, you have like, hey, at least we scheduled them, and we didn't go, uh, you know, play – I don't, I don't know, UT Martin, if we're going to throw that out there. You know, we're not playing these FCS schools. We're going out. We're playing these big boys. You know, give us a little bit of credit. When you catch that lightning in the bottle, it could, it could seriously take your standings from just a, like a three, well, like to a three or a four seed uh, just because James Madison, North Dakota State, super good. But yeah. you know, you're, you're in that conversation. Yeah. Well, not yeah. to get too big into the FBS FCS argument, but our UT Martin would actually be a solid ad now at the FCS level. It would be the College of Idaho or Eastern Oregon or Central Washington or Western New Mexico, which we are playing. And I hate, so I agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but when yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um. You know, when you say like it'll never be played again, I mean, I I, I don't think it. Never is a very definitive word. Do I is this game ever going to return to an every year type of thing? No, but can it return to what happens with Idaho and Wazoo in football? Yeah, I mean we play Wazoo. It seems like every five years or so. I want to say we played them twenty every three years. Yeah. Are we supposed to play? Them, are we supposed to play them this year? Yes, we were in. Play okay, there. so we play them like every three years. I mean, if this turns into like we see Boise State every four or five years, I think that's a more realistic thing. Um, you know and. And Boise fans are like, well, why do we want to beat up on Idaho? Well, 
at the end of the day, Wazoo's in the back 12, Boise State's not, and we still go play Wazoo. <laughs> um, but I think where where this has to go and it may has to make sense for both schools is, yeah, we are FCS now. We know as long as we're FCS, Boise State will never come back to Moscow. That's And we know that. There's nothing we can argue about that. I'm not going to say that. They're not even allowed to, correct? No. Well, that's that, those are conference rules. I think the WAC does all WAC conference rule. I don't know what the Mountain West rule is on that, but no one ever does. It's, it's, it's a principal thing. Um, but it's not about, it has to make financial sense for both schools. Um, we need to have our payday, and our payday needs to be pushing 600000 and Boise State needs to be able to make that enough money off of Gates. And that's kind of where the the problem lies. It has to make sense financially for football. And I, I, I say this a lot in the show. And if you listen, Tyler, I say always remove football thinking from Olympic sport thinking because they're two completely different animals with college athletics. Olympic sports, Boise State needs to be coming to Moscow to play volleyball. Imagine, you know, Boise State needs to be coming. When they came to play the Dome soccer game, 4,500 people showed up. It was awesome. Who does, If you're a Boise State soccer player, why don't you want to be playing in that atmosphere? It's fun. You'll never forget it. Um, swim and dive. Tennis, golf, like these are things that it doesn't matter that football's one thing. And, and I, you know, I, I, I was reading some of the, your, your posts earlier and some of the comments and someone was like, well, we shouldn't play them in basketball either because someone, and we should be only playing schools that are part of a division one football conference, even in basketball. I'm going, wait a minute here. That makes zero sense. If that, by that case, then, you, then Gonzaga's beneath you because they're not in an FBS conference. They're in the WCC. BCU. Every, Villanova, every single uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, you know, and we and Wazoo, to their credit, and bites the pill, comes to Moscow every two years, and we have keep our basketball rivalry in, in, in basketball with Wazoo because they understand how important it is, and Longest that's what running in, in the now. play now after yeah, the Ivies didn't play this year. After the Ivies didn't play. It's the longest continuously played rivalry in the NCAA and men's basketball. And that's what Idaho and Boise state can still do, you know? So I don't know. Those are, those are, I guess that's my, where, where it should go and where I think it, it can go. Tyler, any rebuttals to those points or if not, we'll move to Brian. No, no, totally. I mean, like if you're a Boise state uh, soccer player, you know, you brought up that example and you're from Idaho, you know, you should be bred if you're going to Boise to hate Idaho. So no, hundred percent Olympic sports. Uh, I actually was on the, the cross country team here at Dixie State, and, and, you know, we hated SUU, even though we got smashed by them when we raced them. They, they kicked our butt. We weren't even in the same league as them. But we thought, we you know, like, we're going to go to Cedar City. We're going to race these guys. We're going to win. At least it gives us something, something to, to fight for because that's that's the whole, you know, point of sports. Like, like if it's if it's just a foregone conclusion, Boise State's going to win, then why play the game? And then, 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 you know, what's the point of that? But that's my thought. Yeah, and I was going to say, the the soccer thing is awesome. It'll come up on the screen here shortly, right there. There it is. I mean, you don't see a lot of call, especially on the West Coast, 4,500 people at a college soccer game. So, um, Women college soccer. Yeah, I think it was an attendance record, honestly. I think. Outside yeah. the tournament, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Brian, uh, what are your kind of takes here on, on Boise State and, I guess, whether football should die? So pulling just a football – for a second, I that's where we're at. We'll get to Olympics earlier. This was actually supposed yeah. to be strict. <laughs> yeah, hey, sorry, I ruined, I ruined it. I ruined it. Yeah, you know, with, with football, when we get further in the discussion, and Tyler probably already noticed, there's yeah, you know, there's a little bit of prodding already taking place on here, which is fine. That's the point. It's fun. I'm okay with football being something that we set aside 
you know, Alex, your idea of every five years is okay. In my mind, I was already at the number zero, but it's not because I don't want to play the game. It's because I just thought, for look, the game needs to make sense for both sides. And yeah. for Idaho, if we're when we play those D1 ga- games, because we know how precious out-of-conference scheduling is for FCS football, when Tyler, in case you, you don't know, in case listeners don't know, because of our playoffs, FCS has one fewer regular season football game. So your out-of-conference scheduling is pretty narrow. So if we're going to play an FBS team when we're not the same classification, the payday's got to be there, or there's no reason to do it in my mind until we're like, let's say, financially feasible enough that we can start scheduling Sunbelt teams where we can reasonably expect like, yeah, there's a, there's an okay chance of winning. So football, I hate to say it, but until we're uh, we're in the same classification, I'm okay saying this is just done. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, Tyler, any rebuttals? You're just basically going to have a shot after all of us to rebuttal and then we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I just don't, I just don't see why, why not? Uh, obviously payday is, is a big uh, expense and stuff. I know uh, from down here, uh, you know, Southern Utah played the university of Oregon a couple of years ago. They got almost like a million dollar payday. So it makes sense uh, that where we're not FBS, FCS to not play. But like I said, for the state of Idaho and, and, and again, to kind of stir up the rivalry, why not? That's that's again. Why not? And if you have a chance to to knock down Boise State, that I mean, you heard BYU used it up and down the field. Uh, you know, just talking football. You know, in the in saying that they deserve to go play, play in the playoff. Well, we beat Boise State. You know, uh, we we deserve to be in. That's our best win. And so uh, Idaho, if you win, you have that same. You know, on the flip side for the FCF's uh, playoff committee. Yeah. See, and that that's my thing. We do. Um, so my point. Yes, FBS wins, for those of you who don't know, is based on the it's called the simple scoring system for the FCS playoff committee. Um, D2 wins, NEI, and you know all that garbage that we have discussed right now, like Simon Frazier coming next fall. Um, they don't count whether you win. Well, they probably count if you lose. They don't say they do, but I would assume they count. Uh, FBS games actually count as almost 1.25 to 1.5. So you're looking at basically adding, like we said, narrow scheduling. So if you upset like Weber State almost pulled off against Nevada, um, then that means you basically got yourself an extra half win, really positions you for a resume builder when it comes to the selection committee. Now, should it be Wyoming? Should it be Wyoming? Should it be Wyoming? Uh, we wouldn't have made the playoffs anyways. But, but uh, you, I, my issue on football is I'm a traditional – I grew, you know, grew up in Boise, um, went to a metric ton of these games – I can tell you as a vandal, as a donor, there is no way I will sign off on Idaho playing strictly at Bronco Stadium. I just think right now, one, it's not going to be competitive. Um, now, maybe like if we become a North Dakota state, I think Tyler's right. I think Idaho has a great chance uh, to try to get Boise State one back. Um, I think that would be be up there past every bowl game and everything else we've accomplished. That being said um, – Boise State, unfortunately, from much they want to be a power five team, they are not a power five team. And they're not going to be able to pay $1.3 million like Penn State or $1.25 like uh, Florida. They're not going to be able to pay us uh, $775,000 like Indiana. Heck, Washington State is paying us $550,000 to drive eight miles. Like that money, I just don't think is ever going to be on the table from Boise to pay us to come down there. Um, now, if they if they fork over one point five million, my opinion changes because we need 
we're operating on a tight budget. If Boise State says 1.5 million, come down here, play us, I'm in. Um, hey, Chris. We talk about, real, yeah. I was, I was going to jump on the payouts real quick. Um, payouts. So, normal FCS, when like what you get is like 750000 is the going rate for a, a when we go to Oregon in like four years, it's seven fifty. I think that's the going rate. Um, the one million stuff that ends with Indiana because we schedule that with the FBS. So go ahead. I just wanted to kind of clarify what a normal payout is for an FBS for an FCS. Yeah. Um, either way, I just I think we'll get more money going elsewhere. I don't think Nevada is paying Weaver last year five hundred fifty thousand. You know, seven hundred thousand. I bet you they're making two fifty three hundred. Um, I actually am not convinced we should play any Mountain West games. I think we should strictly strictly stick to Pac twelve. I know I'm. That's an unpopular take amongst Vandals, and I'll own that. Um, but I just don't think. I just don't think it's there for football. Now we've covered and plug. If you haven't, it'll be at the end of this video. Our back to the WAC. Uh, we've covered multiple times the WAC because it was once an FBS conference. Um, does have a back door in uh, as well as in case you didn't get Alex trivia question. The Big West and the Missouri Valley also have the back door in. Um, Alex, did anybody end up getting that right? No one got it. Barcelona tried to get it, but and the clarification: <laughs> it's the Missouri Valley Conference, not the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Two yes. separate things. Two separate. Don't get them confused. Um, yeah. So if we are in the whack and we go FBS, everything I said out out the effing window. I'm all in. Get Boise State back. At this point, I'd almost be down to do two for ones, but I am just not going to sign off on not coming to Moscow. I just it, it's one. It's too big for our university to have that game. Um, much like Boise State right now, who um, is, I mean, it's noted, Kurt Apsby stepped down because of part of this, is that ticket sales are just not there. They're averaging one sellout a year. Idaho would fix that problem. So why is that? We're now benefiting Boise State, allowing them to sell out possibly a second or third game a year. If they could get BYU or maybe, you know, years where Nevada or Fresno or somebody are good, they'll draw. Um, but the same goes for Idaho. Right now, Montana is like our only real shot to sell out and we get them every other year. If we can get Boise state on the schedule in years where we don't have Montana at home, that's a sellout for us. Cause you know, shade, shade thrown back at us. We're not selling out Eastern Washington last year. We've talked about it. That was one of the games that people said, we're going to the FCS. We're going to play Eastern Montana, Montana state. Eastern's attendance was pathetic last year. Idaho state's attendance was pathetic last year. So we're not turning out. You put Boise state back in there. It's selling out. I was there in 2010. People were standing in the aisleways. That thing was well past fire code capacity. Um, I'm not sure how they pulled it off. but um, So Idaho needs that, and that's kind of why I'm greedily saying it needs to be both home, whether it's two in Boise, one in Moscow, because Boise needs it to sell out their stadium right now, and Idaho needs the exact same thing because we're not, we're not getting close to sellouts. So I think it benefits both because there's no secret. The state gets up for it. When they play, they get up for it. But while we're in the FCS – I don't think the money's ever going to be there for it to make sense to us. And honestly, selfish pride thing. I just don't want to be an FCS school to go to the blue and be like every time Idaho State goes and lose 70 to zero. If you're FBS, whatever, it counts. But if you're FCS, I'm just like, what are we doing? We could have had a school that, because it's just embarrassing for us at that point. You know, like it's just another five years of listening to it. But that's the end of my rant. We got to get here, producer Dallas. He has been just hammering in the private chat that he has to get in here. So oh. I want to I want to point out now. I preface this with Idaho's not if they come back to playing football, they're not going to have a chance most years. Uh, all we have to do is look at the eastern side of Washington. Eastern beat Wazoo and almost beat UW in 
two out of three years. Idaho can be competitive every once in a while if the program turns around. Again, that was an Eastern Washington team led by Bo Baldwin that had uh, multiple finalists for the Walter Payton uh, like three different years in a row, the quarterback and Cooper Cup were both on the list. So that that was a, a real powerhouse team that obviously just had just come off of national championships, uh, went and lost a national championship a couple years later. But there is a chance for anybody that's listening that says, well, why would Idaho want to play this? This is a body bag game. I don't want to see this. There is precedent here of an FCS team going and potentially beating a team. I mean, this is, UW wasn't a, final four playoff team at the time, but they were a, a consistent bowl team. When Wazoo lost to Eastern, they went to a bowl game that year. There is a chance Idaho could be competitive-ish. I'm not saying that you know they play 100 games. Idaho's going to lose over 90 of them, but every once in a while there is a puncher's chance to actually hang in there and make this kind of fun rather than the body bag 70-0 just blowout that none of us want to see. So my All pushback right. to that would be were you is the risk-reward there, though? It because let's say we do play Oregon or Washington or Washington State, like you mentioned for the Eastern games with big play VA and everything. If we lose to Oregon, it does not matter. If you lose to Boise State, it matters. Vandals in the Valley are already tired, and we haven't played in 11 years. They're already tired of hearing Boise State talk down to them. You add FCS the risk, sure, the reward is there, but the risk of a 70-0 loss that we won't play that game for another 10 years to get another shot at it, I just, I would rather get our butt kicked by Oregon and hope that we throw a puncher's chance against them because if we lose against them, no Oregon Duck fan has ever come up to me and said, boo, you know? That's where I would push back to you, Dallas. The risk-reward for me is just not there. Um, I, I, mean, I, I guess... That's where we kind of see, I guess, we don't see eye to eye on this. I look at it, and I'd like to get Tyler's perspective on this too. Um, Idaho's already, I mean, we've, we lost, what, 12 straight? Like, it's not like they can look down on us any harder. Look, we're expected to lose that game. What is Boise State's reaction going to be if they lose to an FCS Idaho school on the blue? How, how do they handle that, and how, how hard could we rub that in for, honestly, years? What's your perspective, Tyler? So, I mean, Boise State fans, they're still pretty bitter about that BYU lost, that, that, that BYU beat down. And, I, and the, you know what? The, the excuses were valid. Yes, you know, Halani wasn't playing. Yes, Sears went out. Yes, Bachmeyer was one day away from getting cleared off the COVID list. But that ticked them off that BYU did it. And I think, like, to this day, they're still fighting about it on Twitter and stuff. So I could only imagine what it would be like for Idaho. Uh, but I, I will say this, and and I think that in football, uh, if this pandemic has showed us anything, is that we can we have an ability to adapt. And I just don't understand why we have to schedule games every five years. Why can't it be that year? Why can't it be Idaho's eight and one? And it's like, hey, well, you know what? We're feeling good about ourselves, Boise. Yo, I see you have a bye week. Let's go play. I don't understand why we can't do that. I don't understand why it has to be this this stringent scheduling up until 2030. What are we? We don't even know if we're going to be on the planet in 2030. Who knows? So like, let's just play it every single year. And, and like, you know, UCF a couple years ago, they caught lightning in a bottle. Why couldn't they have scheduled a big dog? Why couldn't they have scheduled Alabama and then just played it as a non-conference game? And if they beat them, they beat them. Anyway, that's just kind of my thought on it too. When those I, years come around, schedule them. Yeah, you know, I've never thought about. It. You brought up a good point that 
the FBS, because obviously a whole different issue, the FCS um, pulling the plug. But the FBS proved this year that you can be flexible. BYU, yes, they lost the game. But BYU got on a plane, what, 72 hours notice, flew to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, because they were both group of five teams. And they're like, you know what? Let's not have an argument at the end of the year over whether BYU or Coastal deserves it more. Let's freaking play it. And they did. And you're right. Like I think, if anything, it shows us teams can be flexible. Fun fact, uh, that loss to BYU is the worst loss Boise State has had since 1996 against the University Ooh. of Idaho, 64 to 19, November 22nd, yeah. in front yeah. of 22,000 in Bronco Stadium. That seems low, but old days. Those were really old days. Um, I should have been there. I'm still pissed about that. That's a whole story. <laughs> so – I, I think we covered it. F- football like, apparently is a mixed bag. I thought more people would be out on it, um, but apparently it, it is something that is interesting, and maybe I am the odd man out here where I am just letting my stubborn pride get in the way here. But let, let's talk where I think everybody agrees it makes more sense. If anything, COVID has also proved a lot of athletic departments were overextended and overleveraged, and their budget cannot handle that if there's not income coming in from students. Um, or students, you know, sorry, attendees to games. Part of the reason is uh, to throw, I mean, something, uh, uh, Boise State, an example. If Boise State does make the move to the AAC, I mean, I know it's not for all sports, so maybe this is a bad example. Um, but, all right, we'll, we'll, do, uh, we'll do the big sky because I had somebody bring this up from the OVC to us. It does not make sense for Eastern Washington, who does not play Montana, who's like 200-something, less a three-hour drive away, they have to bus to Montana as frequently in football as they have to charter a jet to Flagstaff, Arizona, um, to St. George, or uh, Cedar Rapids, or Cedar River, whatever the heck Southern Utah's crappy Cedar City is. Cedar City. Uh, <laughs> you know, that doesn't make sense, especially when you go to Olympic sports and you look at the WAC, for instance. Like the fact that California Baptist has to send their Olympic sports to Chicago State does not make sense. It's why Idaho never put all their sports in the Sun Belt. I don't know. Sun Belt probably didn't want it either way, but because it didn't make sense for University of South Alabama and Georgia State to fly their volleyball team to Moscow, Idaho. And so I think you're going to see, we've covered this before, that maybe football needs to be its own animal, but regionality is going to become more important as I think a lot of state board of educations this year are going to start axing these expensive travel budgets because it just isn't if you do not have fans in the stands you are seeing that athletic departments are bleeding money this year and i think you're going to see that like a game for boise state or idaho instead of us you know flying to drake or whatever in two years or even dixie state even though that one makes sense um go to boise go to you know i think we're going to see washington state like wazoo is a game our olympic sports should just play every year it makes sense. You bus eight miles. There's no reason the Cougs are not on our schedule in every sport every year. Basketball, they've kept it going, which is awesome. Gonzaga, maybe a different animal. They're a national brand at basketball. But, you know, still, why doesn't – Gonzaga's going to play some crummy school. Why don't they play Idaho? Um, so that, that my take is Olympic sports here. Let's, let's move into that. What, everybody's take, how should – I think we can all agree Idaho and Boise State – should schedule each other at least in basketball, volleyball, and soccer every year, correct? Anybody disagree with that statement? No? Okay, so 
Tyler, I guess in your perfect world is the Bronco. How does this work? Is it home and home? Is it a neutral site game in Boise? Does Idaho get stuck coming to Boise every year? Does maybe Boise State want us to play in Pullman so they can get more fans? Like, how would you see an Olympic sports arrangement, specifically, all right, let's be honest, men's basketball working? So, you know, with Olympic sports, I don't see why you can't do a home and home series. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in and around Dixie State's athletic department, so I understand, like you said, regionality and stuff like that and travel budgets. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to play it at, at all. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to play on a neutral site game, especially for, uh, you know, women's soccer. You said basketball. Why can't you go there and, and, and play? Hostile environment. You're kind of the underdogs. You've got you've got a little bit of, you know, if we're going to Moscow. And then if, if you guys are coming down to Boise, of course, why would you not want that? It's it's the passion of the sports. I hate neutral site games. I'm, I'm against them 100% of the time. I think it's stupid. I think the fans being there is part of the pageantry of college sports. So... Uh, yeah, I think they should be playing each other, uh, and I think we need to do a complete revamp. I'm so sick of this conference, these conferences and, and their alignment and these stupid rules. Like, like you said, like why is Eastern Washington, Idaho, getting sent down to Flagstaff? Flagstaff from St. George, Utah, at my house right now, I can be there in four hours, and that's a lot cheaper than sending a jet to, you know, God knows where, Spokane probably, uh, out of Vegas, and you know, one flight a day. You're paying out, you know, a ton of money just to get up there just for one game. I think regionality is going to be big, uh, especially with these athletic departments. Tyler, we're gonna ha- I'm going to just have to pretend that you're not the agreeable person that you are for a second. So forgive me. <laughs> I'm answering your question of like why can't it happen? It's because Boise State. Like we had Johnny Ballgame on our show. He he referenced this as an attitude of Boise State fans. And lo and behold, when Chris was stirring the pot for Twitter, 99% of the BSU responses were absolutely in this kind of in this kind of this kind of response which was there's a part of Boise State fandom that just touches themselves over the ability to say now we're too good to play them and i knew, like that can sound like it is a like a vandal like a bitter vandal who who feels like they've been wronged which hey yeah but if that response from vandals is absolutely not None of us were surprised to see that was that was why it took place. And I'm going to tie it back to the recent basketball history for men. So it's easy to write off Idaho's basketball team right now because they have been awful for two two years and change, 91 wins and counting in two years and change. But the series stop, stopped long before we hit this this spot. We actually stopped in the 2014-15 season. That was the last time we played the neutral side game in Boise when Idaho finished a little bit under 500, but we lost that game against Boise State. It was competitive. We lost by 11, but it was a, it was a relatively competitive game. That was prior to this last few years, one of our worst teams. The following three years was our most successful run in basketball in quite a long time. So in short, you're right. It's got to take place. But if you are ever asking the question, why is it not taking place? It's a Boise State thing. Yeah, bringing most up definitely. With the hate. <laughs> but sorry, Tyler, go ahead. No, I just don't see. That's why I'm saying, like, where I've where I've been kind of adopted into this Boise State, I definitely have a different perspective. I don't. I just don't understand why on earth you're. You know, people are are so like. Why would you not want to play? Like, I mean, if you're Idaho, like you get all the all the reward if you win. Obviously, there's risk and, and finance finance involved and. 
But Boise, you can't you if you're not willing to play anybody, then then what are you doing? Like like you said, why are we traveling to to some random school? You know, like I said, Panera Bread State to go beat up on them when we could just be going to Moscow. That's stupid in in my mind. Play each yeah. other, uh, stir the pot, get Idaho. Like you said, get people up for it. You know, the states want to like it. Uh, let's be honest, Idaho State is like no one cares about them. So, like, people honestly care about Idaho and Boise. So let's get the state involved. It's more of a state thing, uh, and it would be good for the state. It's healthy for the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, go ahead, Bowman. Yeah, no. Um, you know, it's interesting. We're talking about, you know, Olympic sports trying to play each other. You know, Boise State has refused to play us. But isn't it funny when Boise State was going to go to the Big East in football? Everyone remembers that. They spent, like, two years in the Mountain West, and they are going to the Big East. They're going to park their Olympics back in the whack and be members of Idaho again. They were prepared to keep to start playing Idaho again in every other sport, including you know outside of football in the same conference. Um, and so now, I guess you know, if you know reports are coming out again that now now the AAC is considering San Diego State and Boise State, it's like the Big East 2.0 all over again. Nine years later, um, Boise State might be looking for a home, and yeah, you know, I guess we're going to get into that later um, on where they might go, but. There's one conference I think specifically that fits the footprint and fits exactly what uh, everything they need. And so, is it out of their own possibility that we might be conference members again and everything besides football? No. And so I don't understand why Boise fans can't see that. Once they, if when Boise fans look at football and they go, if we can't play Idaho in anything as long as we're in the Mountain West, but hey, I guess it's fine if our football team's in a better perceived better conference in the Mountain West, then it's fine. Who cares about our Olympics? We're we're one step closer to being in a power five or power six, I guess, is what it's going to be um, if the AAC gets its way and they add a couple teams to to up their brand. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's hypocritical. It's, it's all it is. We'll, we'll touch on this a little later. For those of you watching live on YouTube, thank you for tuning in live. For those of you listening to the audio format, you obviously just missed um, – Producer Dallas just scrolled through Bronco Country. We made a post today advertising we were going to be on with you. Um, and it was uh, for a bunch of people saying it's not a rivalry and they don't care about Idaho. In a program, we'll talking back to football here real quick, that is in the current stages of hiring new coaches and AD and everything, the most popular post today. So people seem to think it's not, but people seem to care a lot off about it. We'll cover that and probably close it with, what are we going to be with this? But my takes on Olympics real quick. Um, I definitely think it needs to be home and home. Once again, financially, it just makes sense. I think Idaho state should be on it again. I've pitched forever, maybe a neutral site game in Boise. It's no secret. Idaho's majority of their alumni are in Ada County and Canyon County. Uh, most of their students, obviously then because they're in Ada County and Canyon County, um, we did games in the Idaho Center for our Ford Center now, whatever it's called, Ford Arena, whatever the thing out in Nampa is. Um, we've done games at Quest, Century Link, and now Lumen or no, Idaho Central. I should remember that. Um, and they're fun. Now, I agree with Tyler here. I prefer there and there. Once again, financially, I've been to a game in Bron- when we were in the WAC. We sold out Taco Bell or Pavilion or Extra Mile, whatever it is now. Once again, every time you went, Boise State and Utah State were about the only games Idaho sold out in basketball. So both schools need it. Yeah, I mean, we can't hide the fact that ticket revenue is something that's been overlooked forever on TV revenue. But I feel like ticket revenue is just as important. And I think that game draws sellouts. That game for both schools right now that are nowhere close to averaging sellouts in basketball would be huge. Uh, if we did do a neutral site, 
I would like to see it as like an Idaho Invitational. I'd like to see now you'd have to find out a way to where like it's fair for obviously the big three schools in Boise, Idaho, and Idaho State. But both schools are playing crappy NAIA schools anyways. Like why are we playing – I mean I guess we played LCSC a couple of years ago or whatever. But like why are we playing a bunch of NAIA schools from nowhere? Play Colorado of Idaho, Northwest, Colorado, you know, North – like let's get all these schools in Boise. Maybe not all of them. You mean, you know, like you have like an eight-game tournament somehow, invitational. You play three games. There's a chance of Idaho versus Boise State, Idaho versus Idaho State, Boise versus – like obviously it's kind of like for Premier League fans – the, the EFL Cup, like, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Tottenham versus Manchester United. We'll keep it friendly here on this podcast. It's not going to be Crawley Town versus Blackpool. It, it's going to eventually be the big schools. So if we did neutral site, I'd like to see that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. So, um, gosh, where – oh, Tyler, where are you? One real quick. Were you on Avalos or who? Who is your hire, real quick? Because we, I don't know if you caught hashtag Choke Menom. We got that thing rolling, uh, but they did not go with Jeffrey Choate. No. Uh, so, I, 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 we, we actually messaged on 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 Twitter. I wanted Jay Hill. Now, a lot of people don't know yeah, about the Weaver guys. They're going to be so mad at you. He, oh, they were they, so glad he was like, under the radar in that hire. He, he slid into the, they slid into my DMs, you know, and I was like, Is no, they? I you know, they, they messaged. <laughs> and they're like, no, he's not leaving. But, I mean, like, people don't understand, number one, why. Jay Hill was um, back in, I believe it was 2007, was one of, was like the number one recruiter under the age of 30 or something like that. He got some accolade. Uh, he was taught under, you know, Urban Meyer, uh, taught under Kyle Whittingham. Uh, I, I'm really good family friends. Uh, my dad actually teaches his his kids in school, so we're really close family friends. And uh, you know, he said he's been getting, he's had offers, he's had interviews. I believe a couple of years ago, Central Michigan and Bully Green came out. He turned down Utah State this year, correct? Yes, he turned down. Did he just straight say, "Nah, <laughs> yeah, that program's a fire." <laughs> yes, and, and and you know, my selfish reasons, I would rather him, you know, wit step away and he take over for Utah. But I'm like, guys, uh, Boise State, we struggled on defense. We were we had an like a uh, was a negative turnover ratio. We didn't force any turnovers. Our defensive line played pathetic this year. We got pushed around by BYU, and they have that good offensive line. But the, for Boise State, it was unacceptable. Now I do like uh, you know Andy bringing him back. You know, uh, Boise State guy, and and it kind of seems what it. What it is, you know, we stay with people in the Northwest, uh, ties to Oregon, and we like our alumni. But I really wanted uh, Jay Hill, defensive guy, good recruiter, uh, and I don't know, he's a winner. He turned around Weber State. Weber State was three and nine, I believe, his first season, and they just went to the semifinals against James Madison this last year. So, See, and I'm I would, a big, yeah, I would say I'm a huge this is total side sidebar. But my boss, who uh, classic Bronco fan, uh, went to the University of Alaska Anchorage, is from. Uh, South Lake Tahoe, huge Bronco fan, um, typical, not an alumni, but a fan. Uh, he brought up, when we were talking about the coaching search, I brought up names. Uh, my I have a list. It's public. People can find it. I don't have it on me right now. But Jay Hill was like fourth. Jeff Choate was like three. I had Kellen Moore. I think I had Billy Napier one, which was dumb. But my boss goes, I mean, why would they hire a defensive coach? Like nobody hires defensive coaches. Like Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick. And he's like, what? I'm like, they're all defensive coaches. He goes, they're all defensive coaches? I go, yeah. You're talking about probably three of the best coaches in each of their professions. Nick Saban, undoubted. 
Pete Carroll, a little questionable. Bill Belichick, obviously, too. It's like, yeah, the guys that are defense seem to stick around and go. And even Dabo Sweeney, no, Urban Meyer, is either Dabo or Urban has spent about half their time doing defense and half their time doing offense, even though they played offense in college. So it's like defensive guys might not be the flashy hires, but they're the substantial hires. I mean, people forget Alabama went after Rich Rod, an offensive guy. I bet you they're really freaking happy they didn't hire Rich Rodriguez and they hired Nick Saban. So I, I'm with you on the defense. That's why Choke Manum, defense and special teams. We started, but it, but anyways, um, Boise State, a lot of rumors circling. I'm a big believer it's going to happen, um, going to the AAC. Now, the AAC makes, as we talked regionally, football is a different monster. I think everybody needs to just hop on that bandwagon. You need to see more conferences like the Missouri Valley and just do the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And then outside, the Missouri like the Valley. outside like the Power Five. The Power Five can do whatever the hell they want with and everybody basketball. else. Yeah, everyone yeah, everybody else needs to recognize it's not financially. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So AAC for Boise State, I got no problem. I think your best P5 shot is the Big 12. Pac-12 is just never going to come knocking. Big 12 makes sense. They're at 10 teams. They have 12 in their name. You guys, BYU, Colorado State, San Diego State, there's some teams there they could pluck. Um, but too much beside the point, Olympic sports. Now, we've heard, and it's been kind of a gripe on our show for a running joke for a few weeks, Big West. No one actually thinks they're going to the Big West. I mean, are you hearing that in your camps? Like, people are Big West. Like, are they just uneducated on what the Big West's makeup is? Or, I guess, what have you heard basketball Olympic sports-wise? And what yeah. do you think the likability or, like, the possibility that they end up in those conferences are? So, yeah, I've heard a little bit of the Big West, which, again, I think is dumb because the Big West makeup is UC and, and you know, UC schools and – uh, UC Santa Barbara, you know, all those kind of things. I, I don't like it. Uh, like I said, if you're going to go play in the Big West, why wouldn't you go to the Big Sky? It's the regional makeup. I don't like it. I don't even like us going to the American Athletic. Uh, right now, Boise, we're kind of on an island, and I think it's kind of up in our own makeup because we made, because Boise made the move to the Mountain West when everyone else kind of bailed on the Mountain West. Kind of, you know, our fault that we did that, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the Big West. I would have rather go to the Big Sky, go to the WAC. Uh, I mean, WAC's a little bit further. You got Seattle University there, but I would rather keep it regional. Then you have those regional rivalries. But if you go to the Big West, I mean, what's what's the point of beating up on a bunch of you know, California schools? Yeah, WCC. Where are you at on the WCC? See that would be see that one's intriguing because you know basketball. You got Gonzaga. You have BYU, which uh, is you know sitting there. But the WCC is uh, largely religious. Um, all religious. 100%. So, <laughs> all religious. And, and all Catholic except for one. Yeah. So uh, religious, I don't think we'd fit. I mean, I would like it for sports reasons, but I don't think uh, putting a state school, a state-sponsored school in a religious conference would yeah. be a really smart idea. All private, all religious. Uh, as Boatman counted on BYU being in it was surprising because it's all Catholic schools. Um, That's what the, yeah, C stand, the last C stands for. It's the West Coast Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, once again, you hear what WCC, like my boss was sold on it as WCC. We have, I have two sources in the Boise State Athletic Department, uh, one via him. Um, and he even was like, no, like we're in talks with them. It's not going to happen. Uh, and then the other one is what? Are they looking at the summit? Is that the other one they've kind of weighed? I thought there was one more there. Missouri, was it the Missouri? I thought there was three. Somebody help me out here. 
because I know it's not the WAC and it's not the Big Sky. They're looking at WCC, Big West, and Brian, you're a bad. Was it? Anyways, um, but it sounds like you've kind of picked up where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. As a noted hater of Southern Utah yourself, um, they have left us for Dixie State and the greener pastures of the Western Athletic Conference. Mm-hmm. That leaves a oh, Southern Utah, unlike if UC Davis left or Cal Poly left, was a full member of the Big Sky Conference. Now, full membership is at 11 schools, which Boatman will remind us of if I don't. Um now we are at a nice clean 10. However, Boise State really fits that footprint. And I think if they could swallow their pride a bit, they have history in that conference. And they have the games against Idaho and Idaho State would be big. The game against Montana would be big. Um, and for how much they want to hate on it, Weber and traditionally Montana, not this year, uh, Chris Van Pod with Brian Marceau will point that out. Weber is a good basketball school. I mean, Damian Lillard, like that right there, that, that is a Weber State guy, is not a bad basketball conference. You look at it right now, statistically by the RPI ratings, it's higher than the WAC. Uh, Boise State is 15. The Big Sky is 21. So we're only six spots separated, seven spots. Um, and surprisingly, the Pac-12 is like 18. They are just trash. But uh, the WCC is like eight. Big West is like 28. Um, so it's like you're looking at in the whack or the Mount Big Sky gets a lot of flack, especially uh, Boatman referenced Derek Morales' tweets earlier about you need to be in an FBS conference. It won't be the same with the Big Sky. Big Sky is better than the WAC. Big Sky is better than the Big West. Big Sky is like it's better than every the summit. It's better than every school they've listed except the WCC and the Mountain West. Brian's our basketball genius, dude. I'd be curious. Maybe we'll throw it up on Twitter. I don't know if he can do this math in his head quickly because I don't understand RPI. If you take Boise State out of the Mountain West and put them in the Big Sky, where does that put our RPI? Um, and then I think Boatman will bring up – this is just me totally ad-libbing here. We're at now 11 again, full members – or full, at least Olympic sport members. Um, why not add Seattle U? They do not fit in the wax footprint. I think if you added Boise State, you added Seattle, you're at 12. Seattle Eastern makes sense. Seattle Portland State makes sense. Boise Idaho makes – or Boise – Idaho and Boise, that's a better way to say it. Otherwise, it's confusing. Makes sense. Idaho State, Boise, makes sense. Both of them make sense to add. You're at 12. You're clean. Make them – they're only Olympic sports only. You're still dealing with – now we're at a clean 12 in football, which is still a problem. We need to get down to nine in the FCS. But, I mean, Tyler, your opinion, and I'm sure Boatman will tear me apart because he is the conference realignment guy on the show. And then Brian Marceau will tell me tear me apart because of what it means for basketball later. But uh, before they tear me apart, why don't you take a stab at it? <laughs> so uh, if we're talking realignment, I thought it was uh, – I'm with you with Seattle. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, my, my brother's on the cross-country team here. They're traveling to Seattle uh, to race, and we're all kind of on an island down here in the, in the south. Uh, in my opinion, I thought NAU should have jumped ship and joined the WAC, and I thought um, we heard- we were safe. They didn't have an invite, which is hilarious. Sorry, Casey, if you listen. Like, NAU and Big Sky Ports, member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. But, yeah, we heard they didn't get an invite, even though they're swimming and diving is in the whack, which is just funny. Yeah. Well, so is ours. But I mean, I would love to. I would have loved to see Weaver State because then all the Utah schools would have been together. I would have loved to see NAU there. 
just because it kind of fits again. Like I said, St. George, Cedar City. Uh, I mean, SUU and NAU hate each other. Uh, we're kind of starting something with with SUU, uh, you know, and Dixie State. So I would I would like that. If I was to realign, I really think Boise needs to pull. Uh, if they were to join the Big Sky and say we were saying NAU left, uh, pull somebody like Nevada because I think they could be kind of easily inserted as well. Uh, and I mean, if we get a little crazy, you could even pull San Diego State. Pull a couple people, so then it's not like, oh man, we're going to go down. We're just going to absolutely wreck. Kind of bring a couple of our our friends along with us, and uh, even Utah State would be would would fit really good uh, for Olympic sports. But yeah, Seattle, uh, Boise State, Utah State, uh, and even you know Nevada. If we could pull something like that, we'd have some full members and stuff like that for the Big Sky. But I know it's going to go against the grain. I really want it. Like I said, being in Utah. Uh, growing up, my, my dad went to Weaver State, my wife went to SUU, I went to Dixie, I wish we could, and UVU being there, I wish we all could have kind of had a, a, a Utah conference. And that's what I want for, for Idaho as well, being a Boise State fan myself. Why aren't we playing Idaho State? Why aren't we playing Idaho? Why aren't we playing Eastern Washington? Why aren't we playing these these closer schools? I love it. Boatman, you're Mr. Chris. Yeah, you know, this, this is my wheelhouse. Um, Yeah, so... First of all, it was the Missouri Valley was another name mentioned in those documents. They kind of got um, Freedom Information Act um, pulled out of Boise State. They're talking about WCC, Big West, Missouri Valley. None of those make sense. Um, I'll give five dollars to someone on this podcast. Who are the last schools not named Hawaii to be in the Big West, not in the state of California? In what year? Uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, nineteen fifty-five. Brian, any guess? I know Idaho is Big West. Oh, we're there's talking one, There's one. No, oh, no, no. Sure. We, no, no, no. <laughs> Idaho and Utah State were the la- Idaho and Utah State were the last schools not in the state of California or Hawaii to be in the Big West in yeah. Olympic sports, 2005. So, so no school has joined the Big West not in the state of California except Hawaii in the last 15 years. I don't think they want to go back to that. The West Coast Conference, the West Coast Christians, the West Coast Catholics, whatever you want to call them. The only school that makes sense to even add to that conference is Seattle U because they're faith-based um, Jesuit history used to be there. Boise State will never get invited. The presidents of that, of that conference don't want to be associated with Boise State academically. Hate to break it to them. That's the truth. That's what matters the most to these presidents. Missouri Valley, why the hell do you want to go play in Indiana in basketball? That's the dumbest idea in the, in the history of mankind. Boise State is doing everything possible to not be connected to the big sky as long as possible. But if they want to go to the AC, and I really think they do, I really think that's like they're – I think they really do. They're going to end up in the big sky if that or the WAC, if the WAC will take them. But it doesn't make sense for the WAC to take them because now they're southern focused. They made their so, footprint. It is Texas and yeah. Utah. And it's Texas, Utah, and then Arizona, Southern California. It's I the south. Cal it's Baptist the is going to get moved here shortly. I think Actually. Cal Baptist. There's another. There's another uh, Big West school that could happen. So, so if Boise State wants to go to the AAC. Their only realistic op- option is the Big Sky. And I don't know if the Summit would take them. Their nearest school is Denver. Um, that could be another interesting option for Boise. Um, but you know, other schools that could follow, as long as they're in the Mountain West. Nevada, Utah State, San Jose, none of those schools will ever fall to the big sky. They're, as long as they're in the Mountain West, they will stay in the Mountain West. Because why wouldn't, why would you want to leave? You're in the second best FBS conference out West. Um, so what Boise does, if they, if they really have to make a decision, does it matter? Is it so important to them to go to the AAC? They have to dump their Olympics in the big sky. 
if if they can't stomach being the big sky, then they shouldn't go. And that's the that's the million dollar um, problem. And we talked about you know even what they should about the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve will never touch Boise State. The Big Twelve will never touch going to twelve schools if their TV partners don't. If their TV partners tell them it's not going to add value to their TV contract because they're not going to split the pie twelve ways when it's already split ten. And it would have to. When you add schools to these Power Five conferences, it has to make sense, literal sense, and dollars on TV money. On if, oh, if it's actually going to add, add, increase that TV revenue. You know, if Boise goes to the AC, ESPN might go from, hey, we're going to give you $7 million a year per school. Now you're going to get $10 million a year per school. That makes sense. Um, so it's the little intricacies of, of financial, financial aspects of these conference realignments. It's not as easy as just plug and play as sometimes people, people think it is. It's really, it's really intricate, especially in the people who make these decisions are presidents. These are academics. They're not athletic directors. They're not conference commissioners. It's all done by university presidents. And they like to have their like institutions academically as well. And Boise State is a junior college, so that's tough for them. Well, there's another point that we're – and I want to turn this Vandal-centric for a second, which is if we're talking about what Boise State does with their Olympic sports. I just listened to an interview with Jim O'Day, former athletic director at University of Montana, and a point he brought up is that if Boise State – look, Boise State should stay Mountain West. It's a good conference – yeah. They should ride it out as best they can. If they're in the AAC, it's going to be actually a tough sell to the Big Sky because not every not every Big Sky school is Idaho, where we yeah. view it as like, oh, hey, the rivalry is fun. A ton of schools, what they're going to see is Boise State has football revenue that doesn't just stay in the football program that none of us can touch. You know, we're talking about Big Sky. You get like maybe hundred thousand for TV deals, and when we're talking about Boise State, we're talking about yeah. millions. A lot of, I guarantee a lot of schools are going to say, yeah, Idaho, I'm glad you have a rival. But no, we're not going to compete against these guys. Yeah. We, we, we don't have the resources to do that. Boise State, enjoy the AAC and enjoy whatever, enjoy independence as far as we care. We're just not going to have that competitive yeah. advantage in our conference. That's fair. Yeah. That's, this, is the reason, this is the reason. Budget. <laughs> yeah. But that, but, that, but that reason right there, Brian just mentioned, the reason conferences will not touch Liberty. They won't touch them because they're so afraid of how much money they can spend and outspend them. Because it, it, it'd be very easy for Boise to just dump money into their school in term, into Olympic sports the way Gonzaga has. Boise could become the Gonzaga of the Big Sky, and no one wants to see that. I guess you know, wise. But this is why Conf- Montana doesn't want to see that. Well, Montana doesn't want to see that. But but this is why <laughs> FBS conferences will not touch Liberty because. F- the Sun Belt doesn't want them because they automatically become the richest school in the Sun Belt with I the best facilities. Know. Yeah, so it, that, that's another – that's a good point, Brian. Um, but, Brian, break it down a little bit basketball nerdy for me. What Boise State and let's just say Seattle, you do join Big Sky. Um, what's the RPI look like? Are we competitive with the Mountain West at that point? Because I know – I mean, this year is a terrible judge. Like, obviously, the whack this year is not the whack that will be going forward. Stephen F. Austin will add a lot to that conference as far as basketball. Southern Utah is becoming a power in the big sky, which is lifting up our RPI, which would be leaving to the whack. So the whack isn't going to be 30 out of 32 forever. They're usually higher. They've yeah. usually been higher the last few years. And yeah, I feel like the big sky is weirdly higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, like, we, I don't follow, I don't follow this high. stuff. If you add, like, a Boise State and a Southern Utah and, you know, pending Idaho – uh, Tyler, for you, you don't know, and any Broncos that listen, check out Brian Marceau every single week with Dallas Hammer. Um, our basketball program is a interesting case, we'll put it, uh, for this year. But, <laughs> worst team um, with a weekly show, Chris. That's our, worst, that's our I love line. that quote. Worst team with a weekly show. Um, 
But where would we be RPI wise if we added a Boise State? Would it would it put us closer to the Mountain West where Boise State could maybe justify it a bit? See, this is just where in in my mind, Tyler, for Boise State, the answer is no. Boise State right now is in the midst of their best basketball season in I I don't know ever. Tyler is is that is okay? Yeah, uh, listeners, he's nodding. So yeah, best Boise State basketball season ever. They're going to be ranked this year. They've been Leon Rice's head coach. They've been steadily building over the last handful of years, and I'm now officially done going to the BSU deep dive, but the translation is Boise State's in a good conference in the Mountain West. If they come to, to the big sky, yes, they, they would increase the RPI. Yes, they would immediately be the front runner year in and year out, not only because of the budget, but because of what Leon Rice has built there. They'd be front runner win the conference immediately. But it's not going to raise the big sky up like 15 slots. What's going to raise the big sky up more is schools like Idaho can't drag them down so much. And just other schools in the big sky need to get out of conference wins where the big, big sky's in a little bit of this weird rut where, you know, in 20, 2017, 18, 2018, 19, they were around a mid level conference as far as RPI. We have a few programs that need to stabilize. Uh, to to bring the rest of the conference up. And would Boise State and Seattle add to it? Yes, because they're both better than Idaho. So just average it out. And yeah, the number goes up, but not enough if you're a Boise State fan to be like, okay, well now like the big skies near the Mountain West. Mountain West has a lot of basketball programs that are getting, that have been stable for a while or are getting better. So why, it, it just doesn't make sense in my mind why BSU would look to, would look to park Olympic sports anywhere. Never mind again. Who says a smaller conference wants BSU because of that competitive disadvantage? Yeah. yeah. Um, Tyler, real quick rebuttal, and then we'll uh, we got a special segment for it. Or well, we gotta define some things real quick, but then so rebuttal. No, I I, I mean it makes a really good point. Everyone's kind of scared of Boise. Uh, I, I I myself I hate the move to the American Athletic uh, Conference. I think it's stupid, and I don't think I think it was kind of uh, the move to the Mountain West. Kind of, it's kind of being made hastily. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like that move. And so we're kind of like switching everything up. And it's like, I don't know. I think they need to really do a deep dive into all these things that we're talking about and really figuring out what's going to bring value to the university. Uh, I don't think just jumping over to what is quote unquote, the power six in the American athletic is going to do us any good because let's face it, they haven't been in the playoff either. And so uh, on football side and then, on the basketball side, like you said, the Mountain West is steady. Uh, San Diego State's been good. Uh, New Mexico has had some time. They've been good. Utah State a couple years ago were good. UNLV, Green, like the Nevada schools are traditionally good at basketball. Yeah, exactly. No, and that, and that, and that's why I was like, well, why why shake things up when you're starting to look out the window and you're like, well, it might not be as good as what we think. Yeah. Well, see, this is why we brought you on. You have had, honestly, too sound of a mind to make this episode interesting. <laughs> people will enjoy it, I'm sure. Um, but this brings up a point. Um, quick disclaimer. Has anybody checked our poll, Tubbs of the Club's poll, or Orange and Blue's pod? Don't touch your phone if you're looking at it, Tyler. Okay. Has anybody looked at our results? Good. I have them pulled up. Right. Tubbs of the Club poll first. How many... So our options were how many people consider this a rival from Idaho's perspective? Um, our options were number one rival, a rival, not really a rival, and not a rival. Brian, we'll start with you. What do you think the end results were? At least let's go number one rival and a rival. You can just guess those percentages. 
a rival, I'll say 40, number one rival, 29. Okay. Bowman? I'll go about 25, number one rival, and about 32, 33, um, a rival. I think about 60% considered a rival, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Tyler? So I'm going to go 33%, say – uh, a rival, top rival, probably like 26, 27. Producer Dammer. Producer Dammer. Producer Dammer. Dammer. <laughs> well, there's my new nickname. Thanks. Uh, I would say probably like 33% top rival and like 32% a rival. I would guess that it's probably about 65% think it's a rival. So. Dang close. Uh, 59% consider it a rival. Uh, 30%, sorry, a rival. Some form of rivalry. Uh, 30% say we're the number one rival is Boise State. Uh, and 29% say Boise State is a rival. 24% say not really a rival. 17% do not consider it a rivalry anymore. Now, to the Orange and Blue podcast. That's at Orange and Blue 92. For those of you that don't follow them, give them a nice. Nice follow because, like we said, you've obviously discovered if you're a Vandal, it's the most logical Bronco we've probably <laughs> ever had. And we had Derek Morales on, who I used to consider the most logical Bronco. So, um, his going on an Idaho podcast tonight. We need your help, Broncos. Who are our rivals? I will give you, I'm surprised by this. I think maybe you got a troll or two. Um, <laughs> BYU, Idaho, Idaho State. I probably would have gone with like Nevada or Fresno, but uh, Idaho State or other comment below. What do you guys think the Idaho percentage was, Brian? You're saying Boise State considers Idaho a rival? Correct. Um, 30, 30 a rival, 10 number one rival. They, they just went, who's our, who is our rival? BYU, Idaho, Idaho State, or other. Oh, what percent did Idaho get? Uh, 20. Yeah, so you think 20, so Broncos consider Idaho, 20% of Broncos consider Idaho their number one rival, basically. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Boatman. One third. So 30, 25. Three. No. 33. Okay, considering the other, basically. 33%. Uh, all right. Math. Um, I'm totally not a banker. <laughs> you anymore. work for a bank. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler. They can afford calculators. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go more on the lower side, probably like 18, 19%. Mm, okay. Uh, producer Dammer. Can I have the same answer as Boatman? I was thinking 33% the whole time. You guys are darn close. 34%, which actually shocked me. I would have guessed 10. I was with Tyler on this. Speaking of the, the spot I started on Bronco Country, and even the Twitter comments below this thread are anti, this is not a rivalry. The fact that 34% went in, and I purposely did not retweet this from the Tubs of the Club account because I think the Vandal R's is skewed. One, you got 226 votes. I would like to think that's all vandals. That would be like our largest vandal only responded poll ever. Um, I think we had some FCS fans that follow us. They just don't understand. And we got a little bit more than we wanted um, where I tried to leave orange and blue more than natural. Like what do Broncos think? So I did not tweet it from Idaho because in Idaho people would have left all kinds of like uh, space Lenin left a kid trying to fit a triangle in like a star hole. <laughs> Sounds so, about right. That's what, a what, I would, yeah. what I expected if we were tweeted from the Tubbs account, what would happen happened naturally without us doing it. So um, that's why I try to leave that 
a little more pure. So I'd say about 30% of each fan base will roughly call it that oh. considering a rival. Um, yeah. But if, but is it a rivalry? Because we got a lot of no. And to be honest, me personally, I'm, I don't know what it is. Like I said, I'm anti us playing it in football. I am pro us playing in Olympic sports, but me personally, man, like, I don't know what it is. Like, Broncos, we've scrolled down Bronco country before. They're all saying no, no, no. The Twitter comments are saying no, no, no. So maybe it's just a vocal minority um, that are saying that. But, man, like just before this, I'm in my brand-new yellow vandal vest, the, the stupid pride gold that I'm getting suckered in to spend hey. more money on. Congratulations, Scott Green. You opened up my wallet. But Those licensing, yeah. Get that licensing. And – I'm walking through, and literally before this podcast, it just got me geared up. I'm buying dinner for the night. I'm at the 17th and State, uh, freaking Albertsons down here in Boise. Albertsons family, J.A. Albertsons School of Business. For all you Broncos that did not know, Albertsons are vandals. Um, but guy walked literally unprovoked. I'm in the meat aisle looking for bison steak, and I get a, hey, go Broncos. And I'm just like, dude, if you only knew what I'm doing in three hours, man. Like, what is it? <laughs> If because an Oregon duck does not come up to me, right? A coog does uh, in Moscow, maybe, but or actually outside of Moscow, maybe. So maybe coogs are a bad example, but once again, that's rival. So actually, it probably fits the point a little bit more. But um, Dixie State does a Dixie State person come up to me in the grocery store wearing a vandal and thing and go, go Broncos? If I'm wearing an Idaho State shirt, do they even say go Broncos? I don't think so. So you can't say it's not something. I don't know if it's a rival, but it's something. When you yeah. can't wear – I could go to Suds this weekend wearing a Vandal shirt with six people wearing other college shirts. Guess who gets the most crap? So it's something. What is it? Boatman, let's start. We'll go Boatman, Tyler, Brian, close with Hammer Dallas, and then we'll wrap this thing up. And, what, what, um, what are we calling this? It's, it's a rival, man. You know, so fun fact, I went to my first Idaho football game when I was 13 days old in the Kibbe Dome, November 13th, no, November 18th, 1995, the Vandals beat the Broncos. Never forget it. I only missed one boy's game my whole life, 1996. I was a little over one year old, and I stayed back in my grandparents' house and watched it on TV. Other than that, I've been in every Idaho boys' state game. I, I hate I hate the Broncos. I just It's a, it's a four-letter word, you know, C-O-U, um, Riverside Tech, BJC, and, and a lot of Bron we live referee and Broncos current Broncos students head who are from California and they still are taught somehow to hate Idaho because that's who probably runs their Barstool Boise account. Um, still, it, I think the term rival it's like well it's not competitive that, that, that doesn't make sense that's not what it means it's it, you have is there is there hate for one another yeah there is still you know there's still not they're still discontent for one another that's that's what it means is to be a rival to to not like the other side not like the other person um they're our rival still to this day um i got a quick joke for you so how many boys state freshmen does it take to screw in a label well is this to none. all of us yeah none it's a sophomore course so they don't know how to screw a label of boys state as a freshman so See, um, i know that joke wrong. as one but they get six credits for it oh yeah see cool stuff um you know what is a most common thing a Boise grad does with a degree, they'll say, you know, do you want fries with that? So we can go oh, on see, and on. I thought that was put it on their dashboard so they get handicapped parking. See, close enough. You know, we, there's Boise State jokes nonstop, um, but and we still love to do it. Um, it's still a rival. There's still 
and even within the state, we're all controlled by the same people, the State Board of Education. And, and But what has really changed is now we're all under leadership. That's going to take a new direction and hopefully direction we want to see it with regards to maybe playing each other again in some some form or fashion. So, yeah, it's a rival. Love to meet the Broncos. Hate Boise State. Hate that ugly blue field. God, that's disgusting. God, it's ugly. But I can go on and on about Boise State. And I'll poke fun at us. How do you, how do you prevent a uh, Vandal grad from getting in your yard? Hmm. Draw you draw a goal line across it. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Hey, but so real quick, the last when we played in the bowl game in 2016, we were practicing in Boise's indoor, and we were in the far locker room on the south side of the stadium. The 16. So we had to run across the whole, 16. Yeah, this is 16, and so we had to run across the whole field to get the indoor. It's like a 200 yard, 200 yard, you know, walk or run. And while we're going there, Boise State is practicing on the blue to go to their bowl game in Arizona. So it was really funny. I know Boise State on the same field. No one's around. Not, no one's hitting each other, not playing. But I was like, man, if any of these guys really knew uh, what this used to mean, these two teams on the same field at the same time, uh, I wish I wish something could happen right here. But, yeah. Hey, who was it? Somebody posted, like, if it's not something, Orlando Scandrick, right? Big-time Bronco, big-time NFL career. I'll get some props for that. Uh, Matt Linehan, you know, working for the Cowboys there or whatever. Or Scott Linehan was, and Matt was there wearing yeah. a Vandal hat. Orlando Scandrick flipped him crap. If it's not a rivalry, what is it, Brian Marceau? Dude, it's absolutely a rivalry. It it, it needs to exist in, in a different way than it does now, but I'm going to tell you, I remember one of my favorite basketball memories as a Vandal, January 29th, 29th, 2009. I believe that was what some people refer to as, no, not Mark, that Mark Sanchez, but the other Mark, a.k.a. Dirty Sanchez game where Boise State comes to Moscow, and, hey, that's why they don't like to come to Moscow anymore. But is it a rivalry? Yeah. Um, I would love to have it be back to where – look, I've talked to Montana fans about this, and Montana fans do have a little bit of a circle jerk about nothing could possibly be the same as Montana, Montana State, where I've had to tell them, like, no, no like, Boise State, Idaho, there was a time where that was a real, real cultural event in Idaho. Football game was the biggest event, sporting event in the entire state, and it bled into other sports too. It's ab- it is absolutely still salvageable. You referenced soccer earlier and earlier again. Women's soccer, forty five hundred people for a women's soccer game in a town in Moscow that's not that big. It's not like this is Los Angeles where we've got millions to pull from. It's Moscow, and we're able to get forty five hundred. Man, yeah, yeah. It's a rivalry. It's always going to be a rivalry, even if it never equates again in football. I will always. Love to be able to shit on Boise State fans. Thanks for being on here, Tyler. Tyler, is it a rivalry? So I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm speaking for Bronco Nation, and I, the, I would say they would say no. But in my, I, as I read through, kind of like you know, preparing for this podcast, you know, I'm trying to find this cool analogy. I'm like, is it like Captain America and, and and Iron Man? Like they hate each other, but they don't hate each other. Like they only hate each other when they see each other about little brother big brother but then it was like a series of runs and honestly i i don't know what it is i think it's it's something of the past that you're kind of socialized into uh you know whether you're a bronco fan whether you're a you're a boise state fan or idaho fan when you think about the 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 greatest rivalries ohio state michigan you know when ohio state they call them the team to the north but they've won what nine of the last ten they don't even care Michigan fans don't like live in their heads. They're just like, whatever. Like, they'll give Harbaugh more millions of dollars so we can beat him. Like, you think about BYU and Utah. I mean, recently, Utah's is kind of like, okay, BYU, you do your own thing. 
Utah, Colorado, they tried to fabricate a, a rivalry there. Utah's like, really? We, they, we've lost to them once, I think. I don't know. Washington, I Washington State. Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah. Until this year, the Beavs hadn't won since, what, 09? Exactly. Like 11 years. Exactly. So these things can't be, can't be, you know, just, oh, I hate you. Like, I think we've got to put some more water under the bridge, and it's starting these things up again. There's got to be a time where Boise State beats the snot out of Idaho. Idaho has to be the snot out of Boise State. We've got to have some close games. We've got to have some fights. We've got to bring that back together. The only way we do that is is playing each other. But right now, I think that we're like, I don't know, like, hated cousins. Like, you don't want to see your weird cousin at, like, the family reunion or something like that. I like I can't nail down, like, a good analogy for it just because. That was a good analogy. We have a I, I love that. It's like seeing your weird cousin. <laughs> yeah. No, Idaho, you know, yeah. But no, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I, it's something. There's something there, but it's not. I, I don't know. From a Boise State perspective, it's not a rivalry. I think BYU, they would say BYU more so than Idaho. Yeah. Dallas, so what's it like being the normal person that your weird cousin doesn't like you? Is it a rivalry? So. It is absolutely a rivalry. I grew up in about an hour and 40 minutes from Boise uh, in a town with a Walmart that sold exclusively Boise State gear. So everyone I knew was a Boise State fan because they could buy the shirts at Walmart. Uh, seems to be most of the fan base is like that. Uh, but my brother went to Boise State. Uh, took him five years, Sorry. but he did finally graduate. Uh, it is absolutely still a rivalry. Uh, when I go back to my parents' place in southern Idaho, if I wear Vandal gear, I get looked at like, I'm wearing a giant shirt that has the F word all over it. People look at me like I am some heathen. It is absolutely a rivalry and it always will be. Yeah. All right. So you guys, you guys flip me. So my story, right? Most of the listeners don't know or do know Tyler. You might not. I lived in Seattle forever. I'm uh, not forever, five years. And just recently moved back pandemic and everything. It just at the time made sense for me. Um, I show up to work. You live in Seattle for Broncos that do listen to this. Just please, if you could take one thing away from this, literally the rest of the country is not as aware of you as you think you are. <laughs> Bowman and I live blocked from each other in Ballard. I did not watch Bronco games. It's just, they're not on TV, whether it's their own obsession with you dub. I'll, I'll admit that or whatever, but I'm good friends with uh, David McKenzie. I think is his name, Devin or David McKenzie. Apparently it's a really good wide receiver for him. And you're not friends, but we're becoming, we're working together in some things. And um, somebody's like, yeah, dude, he's really good for Boise State. It's like, I had no idea who he was. Like, you don't miss your college football. It's like, despite what you might think, in Seattle, Washington, Bronco games are not on every single day. Um, and my big takeaway from that was, was I was actually kind of guiltily happy when I came back. And I walked into the office for the first time that day. And the first thing they said to me was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I, I'm actually a vandal because they're talking about going to Boise State tailgates. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it is still a rivalry because living in Seattle for five years, I had no idea. I thought maybe it did die. We weren't playing. But then I show up to work with these people who admittedly none of them are Broncos, but, uh, you know, alumni, I should say. But uh, there's very few alumni from Boise State. Hardly graduate. They all immediately flipped me crap for being a vandal. And I was like, holy smokes, I am home. I thought this disappeared. But there is still – there's something there. And if there's something there, it's a rivalry. The fact that we were the most popular post on Bronco Country today telling us how it's not a rivalry, maybe I'll do a social experiment in six months, and I will pretend to be from the University of Reno or Nevada Reno's podcast and see if it gets as many 
post today as that one did, but I highly doubt it. Anyway, so I'm I'm labeling a rivalry too. I'm glad we could come to that. You guys turned me around. I was very much saying yeah. it's not. Um, anyways, I we're going to get to the one rival. That's it. There can be more than yeah. one rival, not just like Boise can just have BYU. They can have like three rivals. That's yeah. fine. And, and screw the brawl of the wild. Those guys, like they actually, the Boise State and Idaho. If you talk to people that've been to the game, it used to have as much hate, if not more, than that game. For instance, Montana or Idaho and Boise State. They never made an agreement together, hence why they left for the Mountain West and Idaho got stuck in the whack. But the Montana schools wouldn't do that to each other. If anything, we hate each other more than they hate each other. Um, all right, Tyler, we've gone long. We need to wrap it up. We have a segment on this show called Getting Iced, where we've been grilling you with questions, not so much as normal people. This is supposed to be more of a conversation, but you get a chance to ask us anything you want. It can be sports-related or not, life-related, whatever you want. We're going to give you a second to think about it as we go through an ad read here real quick. When we finish that, we will uh, we'll, we'll come back for your getting iced. Need a needing a summer vacation that even COVID nineteen can't ruin. There's an option right out your back door. Venture into the largest protected wilderness in the continental United States for the ultimate form of social distancing. Hughes River Expeditions has run first class trips on rivers in the West since 1976. Enjoy a multi day multi day trip down the Middle Fork of the Salmon the Salmon River Canyons, the Selway, or even the special trip to see the Perside Meteor Shower, camp on pristine beaches, hike amazing trails, spot elusive wildlife, soak in beautiful hot springs, and take in the history all along the river's edge and let HRE handle everything else. Hughes River Expeditions is vandal-owned and operated and ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime. Booking trips now through the 2023 season. Don't miss out on your chance to take an amazing vacation and check them out now at HughesRiver.com or give them a call at the Hughes River office at 800-262-1882. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bowl all throughout the Gem State. Call them now at 800-262-1882. All right, Tyler, getting ice. Hit us. What do you got? All right, here's a pretty simple question. Uh, my friend and I, uh, Jeff, We've had this debate long and hard, and we needed to know where you guys weigh in on it. Who would win in a fight, a taco or a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> Can we just, before we even answer, this is the best kidding ice we've ever gotten. <laughs> um, got, uh, good. Uh, I'm not ready, so somebody else can go first. <laughs> oh, dude, this is the easiest question I've been asked in my life. Boise State used to play in a place called Taco Bell Arena, so any food mm. is going to beat the taco. So, And truly, like, you say a grilled cheese sandwich, fine. You say kale salad. I'm going to say, okay. You say wilting bag of spinach that you forgot to open that you bought six, you know, 24 hours ago, but it's already going bad. Yeah, I'm going to take that because of Taco Bell Arena, so... If the question's grilled cheese, yeah, grilled cheese. You totally influenced my answer. Dallas. I'm going to go here. I think the grilled cheese sandwich in a fair fight. Uh, But if it was prison rules, I'd put my money on the taco. (laughs) That is my all-time favorite Uh movie, by the way. Um, Are we talking a hard taco shell or a soft taco shell? That's what I need to know. You deep thinker, you. I'm going to go hard taco. Like when I think okay. of a taco, I think of a taco shell. Okay. Okay. Fun fact. Had a hard taco shell the night for dinner. So that's, that's, I'm going to go grilled cheese though. More flexibility. Hard taco, too stiff. Can't move around. The the grilled cheese would be too slippery in a fight. So yeah. 
crap. All right. Well, I got a question for you guys, real quick. This is brought up before I get my answer. What is the difference between a soft shell taco and a burrito? Is it just the content? Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because like I'm not a huge Mexican food guy, but like when you put that in perspective, like hard shell, soft shell, I'm like, wait, yeah, isn't one just a tortilla with food, which is basically a burrito, which is also basically a quesadilla? All right, I think I just broke the internet. Um, anyway, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's too much. I, you know, I'm going the opposite of you, uh, Mr. Boatman. I was thinking about mm -hmm. it, and I liked what you're saying until I realized you were saying the complete opposite. A hard shell taco, though hard, though spicy. If you've ever ordered a taco from Taco Bell, those shells break in the bag without you ever touching them. So I think if a grilled cheese even got close to a taco, its shell would break and all the contents would dribble out the bottom of your bag. So I'm going grilled cheese. Tyler, what is the answer? Yeah. See, see, I'm on, I'm on the, the the side of the taco. I think he just has. I mean, I think it could. It, you know, it's going to break a little bit, take a few blows, but I think that spice at the end is just going to knock out punch. That's good. I see that. I will give you. You know what? It took a Bronco to come on the show. It took, what are we at? 112 episodes, something ridiculous. I think we're at some, actually a lot more than that. We're like at 130. But to finally get like a solid getting iced. And actually, Johnny Ballgame did a really good game last week. So we're on like two for two on getting iced. That's um, pretty awesome. But it is time to close the bar. Tyler, you survived. <laughs> Three and a half vandals because Dallas is more producing, but definitely chimed in, um, grilling you about some stuff that I will admit I think you had very unpopular Bronco Nation answers. But um, once again, I think your poll reflects that the vocal people are more the minority than the majority. So we want to thank you for coming on as your reward because, like I said, I found you by listening to the show. And I'm a noted Bronco hater. FCS Fans Nation, that is my bio. Noted Bronco hater. Um, but I listen to your show and I think you guys do a really good job for those of you that don't listen. They kill it at the title games. I may hire them to write our titles next year. Uh, but how can the people find you, your podcast, and what's the best way to interact with you guys? Alrighty. So you can find us. We have a website, boisepodcast.com, uh, upload a few blog posts and stuff, but the easiest Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you can get your podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter, orange and blue 92. We also have a really big following on Instagram. Uh, been able to do a lot of fun polls, a lot of Instagram lives and stuff like that during the game. So you can find us there, Orange and Blue Podcast. Cool. Uh, well, once again, we want to appreciate you for coming on. Uh, I, it was fun. I was worried when we booked you because we talked, what, like middle of your guys' football season. Um, and we, we're going to have you on. Then we had our president come on, which was awesome. And then, you know, we almost bailed to do the Montana news for this. But I'm glad we had you on because I was – Word we wouldn't be able to 12, fill 20 minutes of content. That's me being naive. Here we are at a minute and, or hour and 40 minutes. So, yeah, for all you guys that complain about how long our podcasts go, you enjoyed it. You're still listening. So just be quiet. Um, but, yeah, uh, make sure you tune in. Uh, we're taking a week off from basketball, not because Brian and Martin and Dallas are tired, but because we have a break. And this one might uh, intrigue Mr. Tyler here. Next up. We have the Weber State Wildcats. That's coming to you on January 28th. That's a Thursday. And January 30th, that's a Saturday. So make sure you tune in about, what, 20? How long? You guys are usually, what, like 30 minutes after last basket? Zero zeros? 
unless one of us makes the mistake of having a life outside of big sky basketball, then yeah, we uh, well, we go right yeah. after the game. When that life is being a Rams fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so check that out. Uh, some of you, hey, you know what? Right now we have a store, teespring.com. Producer Dallas dropped the link. Um, for those of you that do not know, we have wonderful – it's a great time to actually reveal we still have Bozo State shirts, uh, the Bozo State donkeys for sale. But we have that beautiful new Montana merchandise. We were waiting for the little brown stein. We just dropped it this weekend. So if you did not follow us on Instagram or see it, uh, make sure you get your Grizz t- – I'm uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it has no affiliation to the University of Montana. Um, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash tubs at the club with dashes between the letters. Uh, and go picture yourself out a crying bear American flag bandana t-shirt that may or may not resemble a mascot in the treasure state. Um, or this episode, it seems more apropos to mention the Bozo State donkeys. But we also have the King Spud. And, well, we don't have any Tiger King stuff, but if you want one, I still have some. So message me. Um Anyways, uh, you can find all of us. We'll go to the last namers first. As always, you can find producer Dallas at Hammer Dallas. You can also find Alex Boatman at Boatman and Alex. You can find the two first namers. That's at Brian Marceau, B-R-A, or no, just M-A-R-C-E-A-U. If you can't spell Brian, you probably went to Boise State. Uh, and then myself at Chris underscore P underscore Hammond. Thank everybody for tuning in. Next week, we have the FCS Fans Nation FCS preview, so we'll probably cover that the Montana schools are officially softer than Eastern Washington. But until then, before it's time for the best band in all the land, the sound of Idaho, to play us out, who do we hate? Boise State. Let's go. Boise State, man. Yeah.